the needle on the record. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to BRB Dating Myself, a podcast brought to you by Girlkind, the digital safe space for empowered self-development and mental health resources. You're joined on every episode by cross-continental duo Millie, founder of Girlkind, that's me, and Manali, performer and activist, that is you. Yes, that's right. We're here to bring you a 12-part crash course on what exactly it means to date yourself and why it's important. Whether you're in a relationship or actively single... We aim to embrace the fact that identity is not found or created in anyone else, present or incoming. Instead, you're your own partner forever and always. Yes, and coming up on today's show, the second episode of this season is, of course, our second self-date experience, and we're calling this one the mind date. And that is all about being kind to the part of you that makes you you, your mind, being kind to the mind. And today we (laughs) want to chat all things super personal between Manali and I to sort of help you unpack what's going on during this really, really strange pandemic. Um, It's a really, really tough time for so many people for so many reasons um, and our mental health is very, very much at risk during this time. So let's start off the episode by checking in with each other. How are you doing, Manali? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bored, a little tired, a little over all of this. But um, I think that's why conversations like this are important. Checking in with your friends, checking with each other, making sure you don't feel so alone. Um, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, um, as I said last episode, I'm with my family. I came back from um, LA, which is why I would have said cross-continental, but now I am home in Australia in Brisbane. And for me, it's not so much boredom. It's more feeling productive because I'm in the mindset where I'm with my family and I'm just relaxing. I'm taking a lot of day naps. I'm hanging out with the dogs, um, (laughs) going for lots of walks and cooking and you know all of those really really nourishing things but for me as a human being as a young person I find my value in my productivity not all my value like it's something I'm working on but I I feel Mm. I don't know I feel like a lot of what defines me is my output which isn't necessarily a good thing of course um Mm. but I'm also really passionate about what I do do so at the end of every day if I haven't really done anything work-wise I feel kind of like um damn I don't know I'm a bit hard on Mm. myself and that's something that I'm sort of um wrestling with at the moment but overall I'm feeling pretty good um Mm -hmm. I'm just super grateful yeah I think um it's so annoying to tell people like just be grateful but during this really really chaotic time I think gratitude is so important it's like Mm. so so important um so let's get into the show I want to chat yeah I want to chat first about the anxiety around being productive during self-isolation because as I just said I definitely experienced that and as someone who puts content out into the world as part of her job I feel so much pressure to be um you know pushing out more better unique content and that in itself is overwhelming which sort of stops mm. me from 
doing it, I guess. And then obviously for everyone who isn't, I guess, a content creator in one um, at all or, you know, as part of their job, the pressure to sort of be productive in any way is just quite overwhelming. Do you feel that? Like, I feel like social media conversations are very much um, around like, oh, we'll just learn a new hobby or start cooking or knitting. Mm. But some people are quite, um, uh, you know, it's a stuck feeling where we're in a really Mm. stressful time and some people can get stuck. How are you feeling with all all of that? Yeah, I think uh, a a lot of how we learn and intake new information, especially when we live in such like a volatile world that's changing all the time is through social media. And a lot of the messaging on social media, like you said, has been centered around the whole like, well, Shakespeare wrote King Lear when he was in quarantine. And, (laughs) you know, and and it's like that message contrasted with like, um, if you, you know, if you wake up today and take a shower and have breakfast, that's enough for today. Mm. Like there's just so much conflicting messaging um, trying to tell us how we should be using this time and, and what our productivity means and how it should translate. But I guess the important thing to remember is like productivity doesn't necessarily just have to relate to output. It doesn't have to just relate to creativity or your job. Like for me, especially I, I am not working at the moment and my primary job is being an actor on stage. And that isn't something I can do from home. Mm. Um, although like a zoom meeting version of Harry Potter and the cursed child would be, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, But I think for me, it's about uh, thinking about all of the things I've wanted to do when I wasn't at work. Like, oh, if I just had a little bit more time, maybe I could devote some extra energy to this part of my life, whether that is getting to know a friend better or finishing a book or really making this recipe I want to make. Or for me right now, rearranging my apartment in a way that feels fresh and new and doesn't get dull since I'm in here all day. So I think um, for me, it's about rearranging or redefining what productivity actually means so the pressure kind of is taken off and I'm not perfect with it of course like I wake up every day and I'm like well I haven't sung today I haven't written anything today like what if this is what I'm supposed to do on earth is make art and I haven't made anything today then you know does that take away my worth Mm. and no it doesn't but it's it's difficult not to get caught in that cycle sometimes yeah absolutely um yeah, totally agree with you. I'm very much the same, but mm. oh, yeah, it's it's so important to be aware of it. And last week we chatted about getting to know ourselves and u- using this time to sort of turn inwards and connect with ourselves and get to know ourselves better. Um, but how have you found your mental health during this time and what has your sort of mental health journey been like up until mm. now? Has it has it changed during the pandemic? Mm. I would I would say it definitely has. I think I'm just a lot more aware and on a lot more of the time because my job was, you know, by the time we we closed the show, it was quite um, mechanic for me, like going going to work and doing the routine of it all. That yeah. I never really felt present. I just sort of had my routine every day, and now that every day is different, I don't really know what's going on. It's sort of like um, I feel more anxious I feel more you know sort of like I'm treading water like I'm sure we all are with not really knowing when this is going to end or what it means um but one thing I definitely would recommend to anyone listening and one thing I've recommended to all of my friends is if you have access to a therapist online um my therapist I saw in person 
is doing Zoom sessions. So like keeping up with going to therapy, making sure I'm checking in with my family and friends, like setting out times to do video calls and just talking things out has been really valuable for me. I think um, continuing therapy definitely has been the biggest, most important um, investment for me in this period because it's just really helpful to continue getting that professional support, um, uh, especially when everything is so volatile. Um, How about you? How is your mental health going? Yeah, um, I don't see a therapist now. I would love to. I was... um, uh, using betterhelp.com where you can find a digital therapist who you can speak to mm-hmm. over video chat or text or email. And I was doing that for a little while, but it wasn't really meshing. And because I've been moving around so much, I've been waiting to settle somewhere and then find somewhere, someone in person um, that I click with. I think that's so mm-hmm. important. Um, so my mental health journey has been pretty, um, I don't want to say standard because um, I hate to generalize, but I think as young women growing up online and growing up in such a globalized, digitalized world, I think we all um, can suffer from some form of anxiety symptoms. And mm. I don't want to discredit or um, uh, sort of make smaller anyone's symptoms, but um, for me, I sort of became aware of it when um, I started working with Amy Kate from the Mindful Collective, who is our girl kind psychologist. And um, we've done an episode on this before where she has said that unfortunately some women, young women come into her office, um, not anymore, she's digital at the moment too, but they would come in and they would sort of um, start the conversation with a caveat by saying, you know, I guess I suffer from some anxiety symptoms but I know everybody does so perhaps they're not Mm. valid and she's like well they're absolutely valid like it doesn't matter that you know a lot of the population feels that way sometimes they're still absolutely valid and for me I guess mine are maybe a little worse than the average person Um, I'm kind of becoming more self-aware of that I I get really um like um irritable and I get tired and I get hungry and you know really odd symptoms that you wouldn't necessarily correlate to anxiety they sort of show up Mm. and now that I understand what anxiety can look like I can sort of name them and and you know put them to rest a little easier but Mm. um yeah also stimulation overstimulation for me is what causes anxiety a lot of the time like being in big crowds or loud noises so for me airports are super super stressful um Mm. so right now because I'm not at any airports I'm not in large crowds it's (laughs) kind of like well that part is great but also I'm also a bit stressed because of just the general stress that's in the air at the moment I think there's just this like global sort of chaos and um, I posted about this article in the Harvard Business Review the other day about this collective grief of the loss of normalcy. I think we all are just mm. struggling and we're all in this really weird sort of vacuum at the moment where everything is out of order, our routines are failing, our um, media is stressing us out. It's just like it's unbelievably stressful and mm. also phys- physical distancing is um, 
really important right now, but it absolutely takes its toll. And it doesn't matter how optimistic you are about it. It's still something that we as human beings absolutely suffer with no matter what, like we were made to connect with each other. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard time. Um, I want to mention some helplines right now because I know um, you have a great one for Australia. So I'll just mention really quickly my um, go-to one that I recommend over at Girlkind is Crisis Text Line. So they're available in the US as well as the UK and Canada. Um, We will link their phone number in the show notes of this, but basically you can just text them um, and you just say hello and they have a huge team of trained counsellors that can chat with you and deal with whatever you need to chat about and also if you need further help um, direct you from there so it's like a really sort of catch-all place for you to for you to go no matter what you're feeling everything's valid everything deserves a conversation and then obviously in Australia we have some really great resources too uh, yeah, so I've actually used Headspace and Kids Helpline before, um, and we'll pop all of the links um, in our in our bio. Show or, notes, yeah, you know, down there. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so Headspace, Kids Helpline, Beyond Blue, as well, and a few others which might be of use to you. Um, yeah, it's it's important to remember. It's a like we've been saying, it's a really crazy time, and your anxieties and your the things that stress you out are totally valid because we don't have any external external stimulation to make us anxious. It's kind of all in our head and we can't yeah. really escape it. So if you are feeling lost or trapped or, you know, a little misled or anxious, that um, that support is available to you and um, support is your right. So um, yeah. if we can do anything to help, um, we'd love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Reach out. Don't be afraid to DM people either. We're all, you know, going through this together. And I think now more than ever, we're very responsive as a population to people who do need help, which is amazing. So yeah, don't be afraid mm. to DM anybody at all. And if they're not responsive, then, you know, the next person surely will be. Um, yeah. Quick tangent. I want to know, how did you find your therapist? Oh, yeah. So when I was 18, I made an appointment online with Headspace. Mm. Um, I went in and so Headspace for under 25s in Australia is free, by the way. So mm. it's, if you are listening in Australia and right. you're looking for therapy that won't cost anything, um, Headspace is a great place to go. So basically um, you rock up and they set you up with an appointment where there's uh, a counsellor who just kind of gets to know you, gets to know what you're looking for from going to therapy and then they match you up. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like dating. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> so they sort of match you up with a therapist um, and I was matched up with a great one when I was 18 and I've been seeing the same wow. therapist ever since. So very cool. Yes. Yeah. So that was Headspace is an incredible resource again. Was that um, scary yeah. for you as a young person to sort of approach therapy? Like even because that was what four years ago ish for you. And that mm. was back when um, therapy wasn't as destigmatized and it wasn't as cool and accessible. Was that what was that scary for you? It was pretty scary. Um at, at the start, it's the sort of like admitting to yourself that yeah. you might need a little extra help, yeah. which is kind of the scariest because I, when I was in high school, I always had this idea that well, I had like this mind of steel and nothing could ever break it. But, you know, 
that's it was naive of me <laughs> and as I've grown older I've realized there's quite a few things that I need to unpack and things like right. that so of course it's scary coming to terms with that and admitting that to yourself but um I had a lot of support from my partner at the time and um from my friends and my family is like yeah. my family is Indian and traditionally it's it's quite there's quite a lot of stigma around mm. going to therapy and things like that but eventually my family have come around to the fact that I go to therapy as well which isn't you know which never stopped me in the first yeah. place you know that's on them that it took them a while to come around um but yeah I I, I think therapy as terrifying as it is at the start like people around you will support you and it is just such an incredible asset to destigmatize all of the language around mental health that we're bombarded with whether you know a particular mental illness is called something that stresses you out even like identifying yourself Mm. um after a diagnosis by a by a particular term things like that therapy is incredible for and and it does get less scary as you go along but um yeah it 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 does have its ups and downs. Yeah, I bet. Um, but I think everybody could benefit from going to therapy, even if you don't identify mm. as someone who may typically want to or need to go to therapy. I think just yeah. even coming away at the very least more self-aware and having, I guess, a professional to facilitate that inward conversation, I think it can be so tricky to sort of sit with ourselves and try and have those conversations with ourselves because we're only one person with one mindset and one sort of Mm. um, perspective. But when you sit down with a trained person or even over the phone, it's like you're doing all the sort of um, the unpacking, I guess, but they're trained in a way that sort of helps it all make sense so yeah I I Mm. cannot wait to um I always think of the movies when they have those beautiful offices and they're like come in how was your week and you sit down and you sort of chat obviously it's not always like that you can do it in many different ways I might try over the Mm. phone I'm not sure but yeah ideally I'd love to connect like physically with someone um maybe when I'm back in Los Angeles but yeah Headspace sounds amazing so I'm so I'm so happy that we offer that in Australia um Mm. I want to ask really quickly, I'm not sure um, I haven't um, asked you this before we jumped on air, so I'm not sure if you're going to want to answer, but I went to a doctor when I was about like um, 16 and I was on the um, Implanon, so the hormone replacement therapy for birth control, and that sort of Mm -hmm. made my hormones fully out of whack. And that was sort of when I first came to grips with what does depression mean and what are anxiety symptoms. So the doctor Mm. prescribed um, a small dosage of antidepressants. Have you ever dealt with those in your history of therapy and and mental health? Uh, I have never taken antidepressants. Um, I... I was, uh, I was offered the chance yeah. to maybe try some um, mood stabilizing right. medication, but I haven't tried that as yet. Yeah, I'm. I still take them, and I posted mm-hmm. on my story the other day. And one of our girl kind wellness experts, she's quite holistic. She responded and she's like, what are you doing still taking those? We can figure out, you know, another way to sort of come around to stabilizing your anxiety symptoms. And I think now I definitely do have the space to explore that. But I, mm. I don't sort of beat myself up for 
jumping at the chance to sort of stabilize my hormones because at the time I was um you know having these artificial hormones going through my body and reducing my serotonin and I was sort of just like desperate for anything that would make me feel better so yeah that's mm. just a, another tangent that I wanted to mention um because I think it's mm. an interesting and important topic to sort of chat about and help destigmatize I don't have the 100%. answer either I don't know like if I'm going to be able to come off them I'm actually not sure um mm. what the best route is for me it's definitely different for everyone so we'll keep you updated on that <laughs> chat to me in another mm. six months and I'll see how I'm doing with that <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's really it's really important and brave of you to be openly discussing and posting about that I did see it when you posted it and I knew we would be um, discussing yeah. mental health so I was wondering if you would end up mentioning that but yeah it's incredible like to have um, a role model and somebody that I mean to to everyone listening and to everyone that consumes your content it's sort of like you know your stories and your posts are like yeah this is a girl that could be your friend this is you know the girl <laughs> next door she's Aww. she's funny she's relatable but like having actually known you in person and knowing that you truly are a genuine down-to-earth person just like me and feeling feeling like we're the same it's really really incredible for for people to especially young women to hear about you talking about these experiences and and you truly are doing the good work oh <laughs> so, so nice so, yeah it's, su- it's super brave of you oh thank you so much I love that thank you thank you thank you um <laughs> and with our sort of personal experiences the girl kind app as you know um has just launched have you well you've got an android (laughs) i just realized you have an android so you couldn't download it yet our no not yet but i will yes yes our android (laughs) is coming soon um tba on that probably another few weeks um Mm. but yeah we've had some good feedback on the app so far um So our main feature is obviously that daily check-in experience that sort of guides you through a really simple, quick sort of daily check-in just to sort of have that sort of, I don't know, accountability, I guess, to check in with yourself and get a reminder on your phone at the time you you want to and it it takes like 30 seconds, but it's nice just to go, okay, what am I actually wanting to focus on today? How am I actually Mm. feeling? Because now when we are sitting in our homes all day, we don't get to work we don't get to go to school or whatever we do and actually get asked that question anymore like nobody in person sort of says like hey how are you going today or even if they do it's it's sometimes hard to answer truthfully so this is like password Mm. protected and you can actually just write down how you're feeling and and yeah do that check in with yourself to get to know yourself better but um Mm. we also have the um resources so we have the curriculum as we call it with all of the experts information that we've collected and written out into about 48 different lessons so they're in video format um and in worksheet format as well and you can also check out our lineup of incredible female industry leading experts who we get to call our girl kind experts so they're on there as well but then also the um help hub that's what I wanted to sort of get to um the help hub has those links to headspace and crisis text line so that feature we really wanted to put in there not only to sort of like literally put the phone numbers in there or the links to chat online, but just to also make it really accessible and relatable and easy so that 
I don't know, it's not so as scary as Google searching how do I call headspace, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm. I know I've done that. Um when I was yeah. in high school, like I had some pretty dark days, man. Like I had some stressful <laughs> days. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Like if I had a, if I had found headspace, I would have been winning because I had no idea. I was just Googling whatever and it was intimidating. I was like, do I actually need mm. this? I don't know. So if you're feeling even a little bit like you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Um, mm. nobody's gonna tell you that you've wasted their time, we promise. And um, yeah. yeah. So And this is what these resources are here yeah. for. Um, they're there to help you whenever you need. And just like the daily check-in on the app, which I absolutely can't wait to use <laughs> in, in in a time like this, it's like nothing is tangible. Your feelings right. are tangible and they're all just swimming around in your head. So it's so important to get them down mm. and out of your body and so be able true. to track where you've been and where you're going. It just helps alleviate some of this numbness and cloudiness that we're feeling around being so unsure of the world. Yeah. Um, so all, all such incredible resources. I'm so excited oh. to get the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be the first to know when the Android version <laughs> drops. Um, but I wanted to also ask you, how are you keeping in touch with friends? Is that something that you find really important for your mental health? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Along with my friends um, and and my therapist, mm. I think I'm getting a very good <laughs> um, way to get all my feelings out and get new opinions and perspectives on things. Um, we, we had a Zoom birthday party Aww. for one of my friends last <laughs> week, so that was cute. But it's mainly just like video chatting, um, checking in on Instagram every few days yeah. or you know, just, just texting all of my best friends and, you know, trying your best to respond to them when you can, but also we're at a time where there's not really any like obligation to see anyone physically Mm -hmm. or, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, if I'm, if I'm feeling like I need some alone time, I'm going to turn my phone off. Like everyone's responding really well to me saying like, Hey, I just need some space now. I'm going to put my phone down. Or if someone, you know, sends me something and I'm like, hey, I can't look at this now, but I will later. Yeah. Everyone's responding super positively to that. So um, it's like there's there was a lot of hate around millennials and social media and technology, <laughs> but now it's it's the yeah. only way we can we can stay in touch with our loved ones. And that is something that is definitely going to carry us through this next how many of months it is. But um, yeah, definitely using social media to its full potential mm. <laughs> for me has been a saving grace. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And it's been weird for me, though, because I guess I'm someone who's always on social media, but I've kind of taken these past two weeks just to sort of shut down. Like I still am posting on my Instagram because I love connecting with my community and I feel like this obligation, I guess, to show up when everyone's sort of online and wants to hear positive messages. So there's that. But with my friends, I haven't done any Zoom parties. Like I actually, I do want to, I want to plan them in, but I've kind of Mm. just, I don't know, I've taken these past two weeks just to sort of, I guess, be with my family and do a little more. IRL sort of connection with them so yeah yeah absolutely yeah don't especially living so far away it's really important yeah 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 so I mean we absolutely don't have to feel like we have to show up online either I guess is what I'm trying Mm. to say but if you if you if that's something that makes you feel good do it go for it we're so lucky that we can just jump on FaceTime or you know video chat zoom Skype whatever yeah house party is really good as well yes Um, i've downloaded that haven't used it but i will i promise i'm just waiting to get out of my little (laughs) bubble (laughs) 
Yeah, no, you take all the time yeah. you need. If, if there's one thing we've got right oh, now, yeah. it's time. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's your routine like at the moment? Do you have one or is that important to um, you as well? Yeah, I think it is important to me because since I started preschool, I've had a routine <laughs> up yeah. until four weeks right. ago. So, you know, I've jumped straight from high school to uni to a full-time, you know, acting job. Yeah. And so... It wasn't, I actually didn't, I had this period for the last couple of weeks where I just wasn't sleeping or I was sleeping at irregular hours or I was having like, not, not, you know, not out of the ordinary, but just like mood swings and not really understanding what was going on, feeling quite lost, not feeling very grounded. And when I spoke to my therapist, she just kind of was like, there's a couple of really simple things aside from the very specific you know, psychotherapy that I was getting. Um, it's just things like when you wake, when you wake up in the morning, the kind of things you can do to get your body used to being awake for a long amount of time. Cause I especially have trouble with sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of like showers wake me up in the morning. So yeah. I was making sure that I, when I wake up, I open the window, I get sunlight into my eyes. Mm. Um, you know, just try and get that try and get my body used to the routine of what it is to wake up again. Um, taking a shower, cooking myself a really nice breakfast, which has been a huge part of my routine. It's my favorite yeah. part of my routine. Um, and now that in, you know, Melbourne coffee culture is crazy huge mm-hmm. and there's no cafes at the mm. moment. So, um, you know, getting up to make my own coffee myself and grinding the beans and, you know, all of that stuff has been the, the process of it is quite therapeutic and enjoyable to me. So after she said you need to establish more of a routine, I think I just really leaned into all of the things that I love about waking up. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm I'm still having some sleepless nights here and there, but um, just being aware of it is the first step and self-editing as the day goes um, is really important for me. But um, as as far as the other things in my routine, I think it's just been cooking a lot. Like I don't really cook at (laughs) all. And when I'm at work, I don't... Like, I have time if I chose to make time, yeah. but I told myself I don't have time. <laughs> um, so now I don't really have an excuse, and it's been nice to, like, explore a couple of recipes. I'm, like, a massive Bon Appetit nerd. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, I love just going on <laughs> Bon Appetit and, like, making random things off there. Um, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a bit of painting. I'm songwriting. I'm um, making music videos. Um, my friends have started a live stream called Live From Your Living Room where every two weeks <laughs> a selected group of artists do a live stream online and it's like a live variety show but from the comfort of your living room so amazing um, it's been fun to be invited to participate in that stuff but um yeah it's just like being being as creative as possible for for myself and trying not to see it as anything for anyone else yeah and I think that's been really beneficial to me you sound like you're thriving like I could just imagine this (laughs) montage of you in your sunlit apartment just cruising eating breakfast (laughs) writing songs like oh my god who are you (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was every day Uh, I'm I'm, you know I wish that I wish it was like bright and sunshine every day but for those moments like you said earlier we take those and we we stay grateful for them and we just hope they come back tomorrow oh yeah for sure I'm very much the same though I 
Um, for the listeners who don't know, Manali and I actually went to school together as well during high school, um, and our school is <laughs> very regimented. So, like you, I've had mm. a routine since I was five. But I guess mm. for the last couple of years, I've been working for myself, so I've kind of leaned into that sort of self productivity, self motivation. But I do cling to routines, and I don't think I can really survive without them. So yeah, I think for mm. me, the morning is probably the most important too. I think setting yourself up and priming yourself for the day. So that you at least feel like you've done something is really yeah. important for people like us because we sort of thrive on that productivity and, um, yeah, doing it as soon as you wake up. Like I'm trying to get in like five to ten minutes of meditation and maybe a bit of stretching. Um, maybe write down some like a gratitude journal or do some visualization, whatever it is. Try to get some of that work in before I start the day. Definitely helps me feel better about the rest of my day. Um, yeah, and I do want to flag also this resource that Amy Kate from the Mindful Collective sent over to us called um, "A Guide to Living with Worry and Anxiety Amidst Global Uncertainty." We'll link that in the show notes. It's a very, very good read. It's broken down by psychology tools. It's amazing. But psychologists they think that well-being does come from you know living this life of balance with all sorts of activities that do give you these feelings of pleasure and achievement Mm. and closeness. So I find that like at the end of the day, if I can sort of like literally close my notebook and close my laptop and, you know, have have done little things that are part of my routine, I do feel like my well-being is a little stronger than if I've just like sat on the couch all day. But I think there's definitely room for both for sure. Um, mm. And I do need to get better it, at like laying on the couch. I think I really do need to yeah. get better at that. <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary. Yes, hundred percent. Especially right 100% now, necessary. Mm. It's always a good idea. Yeah. to lie on the couch. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're killing it. Oh, um, the content as always is great. Yes, you know you're not sacrificing um, any of your content oh, based on what's going on. You know you're you're killing it. Oh, Just I'm two trying. queens killing Just it. Just trying our best, honestly. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. We do have a Q and A question from one of our listeners. Let's play it now. Hey guys, um, I was just wondering what your favourite activity is to do in isolation. Um, amazing question. Um, other than the ones that we've sort of listed, um, I polled my Instagram audience and I had some wacky answers, but I'll read you a couple of them. Right. Um, body weight workouts. Um, not my favourite, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mum is actually doing it, though. It's very inspiring, but no, not for me. Um, yoga flows. I like that. Oh, yeah. I think that's quite gentle. I'm definitely into that. Um, trivia. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe with the family. Yeah. Um, naming my dog's facial expressions. Oh, I like okay. that. Cute. Yeah, cute, cute. I'm very lucky. I have three dogs at home. That's definitely taking up a big part of my day, thank God. <laughs> um, reorganizing, um, redecorating my living space, yes. which is kind of what you're doing. Yes. Um, push-ups. Mm, yeah, no, no, not for Especially me. <laughs> not if someone's tagged me on Instagram to do some. <gasps> oh, my God. No way. It's just pressure. No. Baking. Yeah, baking. Yes. Tons of baking. Yes. Um, 
cleaning out my photos. That's a good one. That's productive. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. Um, and then for me, I'd probably say, yeah, walking my dogs. I think that's like a really good, well-rounded activity for me. I get a bit of exercise, get a bit of sunshine and yeah, exercise, I guess. Yeah. In my own way. Yeah. What and about get you? that sunshine outside. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know anything other than what I've mentioned. I think it's yeah. been like redecorating as well. I don't know. I think that's been mm. the biggest one for me. And it's had the biggest impact on my mental health, feeling mm. feeling comfortable in my space. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So important. Wow. Well, that brings us. We tried to keep us, uh, this episode a little shorter, but, you know, we found <laughs> we have too much to talk about. That's fine. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. We appreciate you listening yes, to us. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's the end of this episode. But um, I have one more thing that I want to say. Um, I've been following this Instagram account made by my friend called Stories of Isolation and she's kind of interviewing people from around the world during this weird, weird time. And this quote really, really hit me in the feels. It said, during this isolation, people have been giving me some ideas on how to kill time. My advice to you, please don't try to kill it. It is precious. Yes. Oh, snaps for that. Snaps for that quote. Yeah. So that's lovely, and I think we'll, we'll leave it there, unless you have anything you want to add. No, I think we've pretty much covered about everything. Mm-hmm, amazing. Um, so, yeah, we'll link everything we chatted about in the show notes, um, and, yeah, that's all we've got for you. Yeah. Have an amazing couple of weeks till we see you next time. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Cool. <laughs> my um, boyfriend's no sorry I don't have a fucking boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> my my <laughs> <laughs>